Well, good morning. I enjoyed how that worked out there earlier. Then I actually did my Yi Ching reading, and it turned out pretty interesting. Uh, and I thought I might share it. So long story short, I've told this story before, so I'll try to make it quick. I discovered the Yi Ching 30 plus years ago. It was actually one of my first discoveries. I picked up, uh, I think it was the James Lege. Well, yeah, it was, it was the James Lege edition about 30 plus years ago. And uh, I read it. It has a number of translations in it. I think it's an excellent book. And it gave me a great insight. And I used it for many, many, many years. I used it like Carl Jung said we, sh we should use the Yi Ching as a doorway to our self-conscious. Right? I know um, having a frank conversation with oneself, maybe even. So this morning at 8.37 a.m., May 14th, that's what I do. I keep a record of my readings, mark down the date and time. Then I just ask for what energies might be surrounding or influencing us, right? These are things in our reality that we're not paying attention to. I liken it back or forward to the modern scientific theory of free energy, where the mind is a predictive engine, a matrix even. And the self acts as an intermediary between this predictive engine and our sensory input, the world, the outside world, reality. So does the self help to improve the predictive uh, engine or does it try to influence our perception of reality uh, to augment the outcomes. So this idea of accepting one's fate, as long as you put in the correct effort. So it's funny that this morning I did my reading. I've developed a new type of coin throwing technique. If I can explain it as quickly as possible. I have an old, I found it at a thrift store, an old Chinese coin that I use as kind of an aid to shaking up three coins. I use three distinctive coins, two of which identical, the third being a little bit different. Same size and weight or as close as you can get to it, hopefully. I would uh, give examples. I've used um, different versions of quarters, U.S., Canadian, whatever you uh, can get your hands on for coins. I would love to get my hands on some old Irish coins. Some of them have fish and different animals on them. They're pretty cool. But what I use is our loonies up here in Canada because they're little gold coins. They're quite a large size, so they're easy for my old eyes to read. I was able to grab some older versions, dates being somewhat um, just kitsch, but chose uh, two identical and one being a little bit different so I can tell them apart. When you throw your coins, heads or tails, with one 
of the coins changing if you have all tails or if that one special head comes up. If that one special head comes up, then you re-roll uh, and see whether it changes. And what you're doing is, or what I was doing, was trying to find a way uh, to copy the probability of the original Yaro sticks as used in the Yijing. Throwing coins for years and years and years didn't quite work as, well, I'll just say that using the I Ching for 20 years, it was cool, uh, but it didn't give me the level of insight that you're going to see this morning because of matching the, the probability of the arrow sticks. But more importantly, you want to encourage uh, yin and yang to move, but yin moves less than yang. So how do you match that? How do you encourage yang to move more and yin to move less? Well, that's how these two different uh, options work. So if you get three tails, well, you reroll the, the special tail to see if you are seeing a moving line or not. Just make sure. Same as the special head. If the special head comes up, then you want to encourage movement. But neither here nor there, we can talk about my special coin method in another uh, talk. The reason why I mention it is I didn't get the insight. Like I'm talking about freaky, deep level personal insights uh, until I developed this new multiple coin method and this different version that I use. Uh, I use um, the complete I Ching, the definitive translation by Taoist master Alfred Huang. I don't know if it's the definitive. I've heard some people who like other versions. Some of the older versions have great insight as well. Cleary is a version that I started using. Mm, the reason why I say 20 years, 15, 20 years, I didn't have, I had the Lege version and some other versions that didn't give me as deep of an insight as I got from the Lege and even more so now with uh, Master Huang's version. And with this combination, almost kismet or destiny, having come across uh, in a thrift store the uh, Lege version, uh, not, sorry, not the Lege version, the Cleary version, but a very, very obscure version that was very close to the one I'm using now, this Alfred Huang. And then I'd heard that the Alfred Huang one was so much better. I found a digital version and I agreed. So I went out and I purchased this digital, uh, sorry. I went out and purchased a physical copy. Again, because of my dyslexia, um, I have a hard time uh, reading on a computer screen. It takes much more energy. It's very tiring. It's very difficult for me. Um, just, you know, I, I have a much easier time with a book, a physical book. And so the combination of these and then um, looking for a way to develop a special three coin method. There's a reference online somebody mentioned. Uh, it's not my own invention, this probability. But, I mean... I'm the only one out there, uh, it seems, using it uh, to divine. So this morning, I used this special three-coin method, and I divined, uh, I divined um, a solid 
yang line, not moving. A yin, not moving. A yin transforming, and then three solid yang lines. That gave me uh, Wang, hexagram 25, transforming to hexagram 13, Tongren, with line three moving. And what those two hexagrams are, Wu Wang, I'm going to get into in a bit, is thunder under heaven or heaven above thunder. Qian and Zen. Qian, Zen. Changing to hexagram 13, Tong Ren, which is heaven over fire. So what you do, and this is um, how to divine using the Jing with the Yarrow methods as taught by Taoist masters um, from at least about 100 years ago now. The process from before the last 100 years. So because the third line is moving in the first hexagram, Wu Wang, which... I guess I should mention Wu Wang. Wu Wang without falsehood. Huang, uh, translate Wu Wang literally means not untruthful. Willem, translate Wu Wang as innocence, the unexpected. And Blofeld as integrity, the unexpected. In this book, I adopt the term without falsehood. In Chinese, Wu means not and Wang means untruthful, dishonest, or insincere. Thus, Wu Wang means truthful, honest, sincere, without any fabrication. It was considered to be the natural state of the individual. And I'll get into Wu Wang a little bit further. But line three, the third six, without falsehood alternates to seeking harmony. Without falsehood was the previous hexagram and seeking harmony, the current. And the, the, the uh, line goes as follows. The third line is a yin element at a yang place, which is not correct. Being truthful is virtuous, but is not, it does not necessarily bring good fortune all of the time. The case of the third line is that of a tied up cow being carried off by a passerby. It is an unexpected misfortune. In Chinese, it is called a misfortune of Wu Wang. Because of the one encountering this misfortune is doing nothing wrong. The truth holds that one encounters this kind of, when one encounters this kind of misfortune, a truthful person still holds to being truthful. This line carries an important message. One should not have any anticipation of good fortune or misfortune, blessing or calamity. One does not, uh, one just does the best he or she can and lets things, let things take their course. Well, I apologize. I just messed that up completely. And the final line says, this is the true meaning of Wu Wang. So I wrote down, Wuang, no expectation, 
steadfast and upright, no matter the situation. And I made another personal note that I had mentioned yesterday in a private consultation, talking about Confucius, Confucius and uh, Lao Tzu. Uh, about um, looking at their philosophies as being complementary and not diametrically opposed. Also, I would argue that um, a lot of people misunderstand the Tao or Lao Tzu. Uh, it's not uh, doing nothing. It's this idea of being guided by what is right and correct, the golden mean, not insufficient or excessive, um, but accepting what may come, right? Because your actions have caused the outcomes. And I argued that it goes one step further uh, and kind of, um, in a way, you can see uh, Shamatha and Vipassana as two sides to a coin uh, in this same idea. If you see Confucius as do good and uh, Lao Tzu as uh, just to work within the flow of uh, the energies that present themselves, you can see how they can balance together. But the way the reading goes, and one last thing, as I mentioned, it being two sides of a coin, and, um, oh, well, that's the next text. I'll mention what I'm getting at here in the next. So I rolled, uh, rolled, but tossed. I should get into that term, because that's what they say with the yarrow sticks, tossed. I tossed the coins, achieved uh, 25 as my first hexagram reading. Uh, which is changing because the third line is changing from a yin line to a yang. That becomes hexagram 13, as I mentioned, tong ren. So now, as I said, the first hex, you just read the line that's changing. It makes it a little bit easier to, uh, to get your reading. And now I'm going to the next hexagram, 13, which will give me a little more insight. On the 13th, not only, in this case being what the hexagram is changing into, not only will I read the third line, but I'll go into the significance of this particular hexagram as well. Because it's a guidance of how to achieve this result, right? This is what we're looking for here. So, uh, 13 is, as I said, fire below heaven. Uh, it's called Tong Ren. I'll read what Master Hong uh, Red wrote. Wilhelm translates Tong Ren as fellowship with men, and Blofeld translates it as lovers, beloved, friends, like-minded persons, universal brotherhood. In Chinese, Tong means similar, alike, the same. Ren means people or person. So I'll read line three. It's a little long but we get this idea. The third line is the top of the lower Guali, fire. It gives an image of ascending. As I said, our goal is to achieve. And it goes on, line three. This line is located within the inner Gua, symbolizing hiding. Li also means weapon and fighter. When the third line moves from yang to yin, the lower Gua alternates to zen. Thunder which represents bushes. Thus, the Yao text 
says hiding fighters in bushes ascends to the high hills, three years unable to go into action. The three years derives from the fact that this is the third line. It does not mean exactly three years, but rather a long period of time. Yes, uh, referring, referring to that quote with hiding fighters in the bushes, that was the original commentary from Confucius. And what he was talking about, and it goes into it later, I'll, I'll continue on and read the rest. Why not? It'll give some context. This line is the yang element at a yang place, not central. One at this place has an irritable bad temper. This yang element does not correspond with the yang element at the fifth place. Fifth place in the Gua is usually the place of the minister, the king being the sixth. So it's the person one step below, usually the magistrate or an administrator, the person in charge, as it were. It is close to the yin element at the second place, which has a good relationship with the yang element at the fifth place. They are complementary. The yang element at the fifth place is much more powerful than the yang element at the third place. Uh, one at the third place knows there's no way to win a face-to-face -face fight with the one at the fifth place. So he ascends to high hills to assess the geographical situation and hide fighters in the bushes. The one at the fifth place is much stronger. Thus, Confucius says, the opponent is too firm. Be content with things as they are. A little odd, but when you go and read um, what Confucius was talking about, and in this case, um, the significance, what we're actually talking about here is what we call Tongren Yu. yu. Oh, let me try over. <laughs> Tongren Yu. Yeah. And it's um, looking, and I translated that as communion, or in the Christian context, koinana. This idea of communion, not just the, with the divine, but with all of mankind. So this tongren yur is this um, they with uh, a communion, right? Or a gathering uh, together or finding sharing right because in the chinese perspective um our natural state as it mentioned our natural state is to be um, in balance and to be uh, you know in communion and this golden mean we've talked about is again a central aspect so it's not insufficient and it's not excessive and so that's what i forgot to mention about the wang you've probably heard of wang before it goes a little bit beyond what it originally said, the first hexagram, where Wu Wang, it was talking about untruthfulness, but if someone steals your cow, then it's not your fault, right? It's not a revenge thing, it just it gets stolen. And this idea of you accept it and work with it, this is not just accepting, oh, well, life's, you know. This is an attempt to teach this idea of Wu Wang. Right? Emptiness of anything. Right? It's uh, trying to teach a little further this idea of nothingness, but not nothing, but that um, you can't uh, Im imbue anything with anything. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, Things are what they are. They are the way they are, and they will be the way they uh, will be. 
So you can't change reality. I mentioned that free thought. Long story short, the idea of Wu-Wang is not to do nothing, to go with the flow. The idea is to accept one's lot, this Amor Fati, accept uh, fate, love of fate, or as I say, faith, love of faith, because just having faith that what will be will be as long as you're guided by what is correct, by what is correct, and put in the correct effort, not insufficient, not excessive. You will achieve a result. It may not be the results you were hoping for. Again, here's this free energy. But you must work with the result. You can't try to change the result. The result is the result. And uh, that was my reading. I know. I know. Long story short, uh, it's telling you we're in a situation. We certainly are. We're in a situation that as... Hamlet said, do we take up uh, arms against the sea of troubles or do we accept? Well, there lies the rub because the answer lies in between. Just as the Buddha taught, you're not excessive, you're not insufficient. It's not black, it's not white. Uh, that's the yin and yang school as well. But the Buddha taught Madhyamaka, middle way. That doesn't mean uh, what most people think, right? It's uh, to be uh, separate from labels, to be separate from self, because the self is not separate. And this attempt we make to label and compartmentalize, judge, divide, they only further separate us from the divine, and whether it be uh, yoga or Taoism, Confucianism, the I Ching, Buddhism, Tantric, or even Christian thought, the goal is peace, but that peace, moksha, enlightenment, satori, this knowledge, this gnosis, this wisdom is achieved by letting go and accepting.